At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as. We're going to be joined in 15 minutes by the one and only Matt Humans. He does amazing work here at the network, taking a look at a wide variety of things. We're going to be getting some information on the Super Bowl from him. And on top of that, I think that we need to get a few college basketball plays if he's got those as well. So we're going to have a great time chatting with our good friend Matt in about 15 minutes. And we're going to be upon quite a bit of college basketball here in this hour as we're going to lead things off by taking a look at the slate for Friday and if you missed my DK Nation pick from hour number two, have no fear. Towards the end of the show, in about 45 minutes, I will re-rack for that for you as well. But we do have a nice slate that is going to be going down on this Friday. It is a lot of the two max because you've got one with 1A. You've got one with 2A. You've got the Ivy League. You've got a little bit of Mountain West. And you've got a little bit of potpourri as well, including one Atlantic 10 game. So... How about if we hit that one Atlantic 10 game? 875-876 on the betting board. It's VCU hitting the road to face off against St. Louis. St. Louis opened up as a two-point favorite. Now they're a three-point favorite in most spots. Total on this game, you're finding it between 141 and 141 and a half. And it's all about what do you think is going to win out, offense or defense? Because VCU has been one of the top defensive teams in all of college basketball. As a matter of fact, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, this team is 11th in the country, all due to the fact that they do a tremendous job of being able to generate turnovers. Now they go up against the point guard 
That is doling out the most assists per game of any player in all of college basketball in Yuri Collins. Collins, 10.3 assists to about 3.3 turnovers per game, has been pretty surgical with that regard and has been really the focal point of a St. Louis team that has seen their defense go down the toilet bowl. St. Louis thus far this season, 175th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and they go up against a VCU team that they themselves, while they do create a lot of turnovers, they give the ball away a lot themselves. They're turning the ball over about 15 times per game. Meanwhile, they also are going up against the St. Louis team that's not generating any steals whatsoever. So it's a fascinating handicap in this one. And it is one where I set my number at two. I made St. Louis a two-point favorite because I do think that you need to get a little bit of credence for having the top player on the floor on your side. But I do take a look at this VCU team, and they're much improved down low. While Francis Okoro... Should be able to win the battle down low for St. Louis. He's able to pull in there a little bit over eight rebounds per game. You still have a trio of guys that do a solid job of both scoring and being able to give you boards. As Brandon Johns, Jameer Watkins, Jalen DeLoach, they've all been able to give you between nine and a half and 12 points per game. And you have with DeLoach about one and a half blocks, seven rebounds per game. And then Watkins and Johns combined for 10 and a half rebounds per game. But it's really all about Ace Baldwin keeping this VCU team in the fold. He's been a little bit hit or miss in recent weeks, but still is shooting about 37% from three. He's a team's top scorer with 12 points, a little bit over six assists, 2.2 seals per game. Very well-rounded game on that front. And with VCU, you always attribute them with being able to generate seals. And something that I find to be very fascinating about these teams that generate a bunch of seals like a VCU does is that if they don't get a steal, oftentimes they're a little bit of a rooney with their defense. They're not able to get back, and they're not able to play really hard nose. And this VCU team is one that does a significantly better job of that. They do a nice job of being able to cut off the three-point arc. So that is something that has me impressed with them. And for St. Louis, you just need the guys around Yuri Collins to be able to step up a little bit more because while Javante Perkins, Javon Pickett, and Gibson Jimerson have not been bad, you just expected a little bit more out of them this year because with these three guys, they combined to shoot right in the neighborhood of about 34, 34.5% from three. You get Perkins and Pickett to combine for about 21.5 points per game. Gibson Jimerson has been your top scorer with 12 points per game, but you're just expecting them, once again, to just give you a little bit of something extra, and they have not been able to do that this year. Guys like a Terrence Hargrave, Sincere Parker, They've been a little bit of afterthoughts as well. So I do take a look at this spot with VCU being a very well-rounded team, having quite a bit of depth, doing a better job on the glass this year than in past years. And I do think that they are going to be able to get a little bit more of their style. Both of these teams play at a brisk pace. Neither of these teams are going to be playing at anything that is necessarily totally harebrained. Both of these teams a little bit above average in terms of possessions per game. But with VCU and the way that they play a defense-oriented style and the way that their ability to get turnovers really does impact a game. I did take a look at this total under. I set my total at 138, so here at north of 140. Going to be willing to dive under with St. Louis. Made them the outright favorite just because they've got the best player on the floor in Yuri Collins, but here at three, I'm going to be willing to take those three points with VCU and what I figure to be a relatively close game. Now let's take a look at a team that is favored that I don't think should be. This is 861-862 on the betting board. Harvard is going to be playing off Yale. Battle of Smart Kids sees Yale as a three-point favorite, and your total is between 133 and 133.5. And very interesting circumstance with the last time these two teams played, having it be a very close nip-and-tuck game. 
that Yale was able to win on their home floor. They won that game by a count of 58-54. to 54. Both teams were able to do a solid job on defense. And for Yale, they've had a few issues with their defense over the last month or so, but they seem to be rounding in a form. They've given up fewer than 65 points in their last two games, but it's really been Harvard that has been impressing me recently with their defense as well. Coming off of a little bit of a clunker in their last game, but prior to that, they were doing a relatively solid job of being able to get things going because they give up the 83 points to Penn. They give up the 89 to Cornell. But prior to that, this team had really been just locking a bunch of teams down. They played an overtime game against Maine. So if you look at things in terms of just actually in regulation, they had given up 70 points or fewer in each of their previous 10 games. And I do think that they're going to have the best player out there on the floor. And his name is Chris Ledlam. Ledlam, 19 points, 8.5 boards, gives you a block and a half. He gives you a steal and a half per game. He's able to shoot about 30% for three, which is actually, as bad as it is, somewhat big for Harvard because they shoot as a collective about 30.5% from three-point range. They go up against a Yale team that does a really good job of rebounding by committee. E.J. Jarvis has been able to do a good job of teaming up with Matt Noling for about 25 points, a little bit over 10 rebounds per game, but it is a bunch in Yale. But you've got one nice player in John Paladikas, in the backcourt that shoots 38% from three is able to give you 10 and a half points per game, but you really don't have a lot of facilitation with this team. Baz Embeg has been able to give you a little bit over three assists per game, but it's a Yale team that they've just been very strange because they don't generate a lot of turnovers on defense. They just really get up in your grill and they guard the three-point arc, but we have seen the three-point shooting variants go against them a little bit more. Harvard, certainly not a team that's going to be lighting it up from three-point range, but they themselves are a somewhat similar defense. They don't generate a bunch of turnovers, but they do a good job of just being able to cut you off as a whole. But I do think that for Harvard, they are going to have the best player out there. And Edan Tretout, who is a little bit of a guard for Harvard, he's coming off of having, a I believe it was a 20-point game against Yale the last time around. He's been able to reach double figures in each of the last five, and he stepped up as a little bit of a number two for this team. Eight and a half points. Doesn't shoot it well at the free throw line, but he and Evan Nelson combined to shoot about 35.5% from three-point range. It's a Harvard team that I think is going to be able to hold up on the defensive side of things. And really, both of these teams, I think, are going to be able to do a supreme job with their defense. We saw it the last time around, neither team was able to get to 60. I think both teams get to 60 in this spot, but I don't think either team is really going to be breaking 65. Both of these teams have been very good to the under. Yale has played just six overs to 12 unders. Harvard, six overs, 13 unders. I think that that is going to continue. I think that you get another low-scoring slog in this game. But I do think that Harvard is going to be able to pull it out because they are going to have the best player out there on the floor in Ludlam who had a double-double the first time around. So I did set Harvard as my very slight one-and-a-half-point home favorite. So seeing them as an underdog on the betting board, I'm going to be just willing to take them out right on the money line, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. And when it comes to the Ivy League, I think that this game is very fascinating because a lot of people like Cornell, but I do think that there's some value here with the home favorite. 877, 878 on the betting board. It is Princeton playing us to Cornell. The Big Red are a two and a half to a three-point underdog with your total one of 57.5. And with this Princeton team, I did make them the three-point favorite. So here at two and a half, like we're seeing at DraftKings, we're seeing it at a few other books. I'm willing to lay it. Last time these two teams played, Princeton went on the road. And they took down Cornell by a count of 75 to 69. And that's one of the few games all year long that Cornell has been slowed down in. Cornell 
leaving something to be desired on defense. Outside the top 200 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, but they've done a good job getting their tempo, top 40 in terms of possessions per game. But it is also a team that is dealing with an injury to Nazir Williams, their number two scorer. Now, Greg Dolan, he is doling it out. He's giving you four assists. He's shipping in there 13 points for a Cornell team that is able to go right around nine or so deep. They've got tremendous depth, but this is a Princeton bunch. That all of a sudden, they've been able to play significantly better defense than they have in past years. They're in the top 100 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and their six-foot-eight point forward in Tucson of Omen was really able to give Cornell a bunch of issues the first time around, and I think that he's going to be able to do the same once again. He's been able to register 13 and a half points, six boards, and at six foot seven, six foot eight, he doles out four and a half assists per game, and he's able to find these good three-point shooters in rhythm. Matt Alco is shooting 42 and a half percent for three with 10 and a half points per game. Ryan Langboard taking a little bit of a dip for his three-point shooting last year. Now it's hovering more around 40% from three. This year it's more around 33.5% from distance, but he's still been able to supply the team with right around 12.5 points per game, and this team does a good job of being able to rebound by committee. Last time these two teams played, I don't think that it's going to duplicate itself, but you saw Cannon Pierce be able to register a double-double. He's been able to give the team 7.5 points, 6.5 boards. It's a Princeton team that has really been able to embrace that side of the ball on defense. They don't necessarily generate a lot of steals, but they play some really, really good in-your-girls sort of defense. One that I feel like is a little bit of a kryptonite to Cornell. I think that Princeton is going to be able to get their style in this game. I said by total 151, I'm diving under. I think that this is just flat out a bad matchup for Cornell. Coupled with that injury to Williams, I'm willing to lay up to 2.5 with Princeton in this ordeal. And coming up next, we're going to be talking some Super Bowl and we're going to talk some more college hoops as our good friend Matt Eumanns here on VEASAN is a part of our sports betting network is going to be joining me next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The big game means big plans for VSN, and VSN is going to be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix. With athlete and celebrity interviews, our experts are breaking down the game, so you won't want to miss any of VSN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSN Final Countdown, and VSN Prime Time, all live from Radio Row starting next week. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props, head on over to vsin.com. That is at vsin.com today. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Banking Network, and it is great to be joined by Matt Humans. He does tremendous work here at the network, and you have a catch his show on the weekends, vsin bet prep for both Saturday and Sunday, and I believe that his Friday show is at the exact same time that I am on. So it's always great to have you aboard, Matt. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been that way the entire fall and winter. I do the uh, Friday and Saturday night spots in your time slot, and we did a, a Circa Friday Football Invitational and transitioned to the Circa College Hoops Challenge. And Hoops Peterson right up there near the top of the leaderboard after two weeks at 8-2 and two against the spread. And uh, Jim Root right now 8-1-1. One, and one. So we got seven rounds to go in that. But, Greg, great job on uh, your fast start. Thank you. And Jim Root, who does, who is over there at the three-man, we've got to give him some credit. He is one of the better college basketball minds that you're going to find as well. So it's going to be very interesting. And though we've got others that are down a little bit further down the board, you have to realize that it's not about how you start. It's how, about how you finish and that you can't win this contest in a week, but you can sure as heck lose it in a week. So we've got to avoid the landmines there and We've got to avoid the landmines, but taking a look at the Super Bowl as well. We've got to try to make some money on this big game as we're currently finding this line being relatively set for the last 48 or so hours. The Philadelphia Eagles are a point and a half favorite. Total on this game is 50 and a half to 51. I wouldn't expect a whole heck of a lot of movement unless we see some out of the blue news within the next few days. I think that more of the movement is going to be coming when these teams go to Phoenix, but how have you been gauging this game? Because I know that you've got some futures tickets with regards to the two teams that are in this game. Well, I got a futures ticket on one of the teams. I, I got the Eagles at 40 to one. It's not a big bet. It was, I uh, really wasn't convinced the Eagles were going to be a Super Bowl team last May. I was on a decent show talking about it. And I bet Eagles over their win total, which at that time was an eight and a half uh, where, where it opened. And I bet the Eagles to win the uh, division. I also played him uh, in the Super Bowl, but it was just a hundred dollar bet of forty to one. It's not a huge ticket or anything like that. But I don't want to uh, let the four thousand just sit out there because even though I like the Eagles in the game, I'm not overly confident in the Philly side here because even 
if you look at the Eagles offensive line, it's elite. There's no question about it. But Lane Johnson's got a groin injury that he retore in the NFC championship game. That could end up being a problem. The Eagles are better on the defensive line. Their secondary is better. In terms of pass defense, they've led the league in yards allowed, and uh, they led the league in sacks, 70 in the regular season. So I think they're going to put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Greg, my uh, issue here is I hate to bet against Mahomes because he's got that magic touch. If you remember the one Super Bowl he won, the Chiefs were not the better team in that game. For three and a half quarters, essentially the 49ers controlled it. And Mahomes pulled a rabbit out of the hat in the fourth quarter, combined with the uh, Niners, Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan choking a little bit. And uh, the Chiefs pulled that one out. I could see Mahomes stealing this game in the fourth quarter too. And that's why I'm not overconfident in the Philly side. Uh, but I do like the Eagles a little bit in the game. I just can't bet it that way. I'm probably going to have to bet the Chiefs a little bit to hedge. I don't know if I'll play Patrick Mahomes plus 140 to be the MVP. I look for a live number on the Chiefs because Philadelphia has been a fast starting team the entire season. In fact, 19 games, if you played the Eagles just to lead at the half to 15 3 and 1. And um, I wouldn't doubt that the Chiefs are going to have to come from behind to win this. So maybe I can catch a better number on uh, live wagering. If the total does creep up to 51 and a half, or who knows, maybe you can get up to 52 at some spots. I might play it under. Uh, we've seen the total inching up. Greg, I just got back from prop night at the Westgate Superbook where Randy McKay was and a bunch of sharps in town. And uh, that was prop night, not prom night. I was going <laughs> to ask you, what, do you remember prom night in high school? Do you remember the date you took? I did not have a date. I was actually on prom court without a date. I wound up being prom king runner-up for that. I lost because the person that won prom king gave everyone a dollar that voted for him. And this is a real story, by the way. You're able to go back, and it was a junior prom out there in Hortonville High School in the great state of Wisconsin. I am still salty about it to this day. So I just I avoid the prom if at all possible. So instead, we take a look at props. Wow, so you're saying prom night in uh, your Wisconsin town was rigged? It was rigged, yes. There are very few things on this planet that I fully convinced are rigged. That was one of them. Okay, that's a serious allegation. I can tell you're still bothered by it about 10 years later, right? Yes, and there aren't allegations. People told me that they were paid to vote for this person. (laughs) This is... This is about as hardcore as hardcore gets. There is hard evidence there. We all know that it happened, but with that said, we don't dwell on the past. We look forward as well, but you mentioned it. We've got this big giant book of props and Randy McKay, he stopped in last hour, handed it to me. Those are watching on visa.com are able to see it. It's just so thick. How do you just go about attacking this prop board? Because There's a lot more offerings in this day and age when it comes to the NFL, being able to take a look at overs in terms of rushing props, receiving props on a week in and week out basis that we didn't even have heck five or so years ago in a lot of games, but there's just so much more that you're able to do with this game, including cross-sport props. Yeah, there are. And there's some college basketball cross-sport props up at the Westgate Superbook that you might want to take a look at. I'm going to actually study a lot of these props later tonight. And um, there's so many to go through. It takes hours to actually work on this stuff. Some of them you just throw out, you know, you're not going to bet. But there's a lot of props to work on. Uh, I think in terms of the more straightforward stuff, total quarterback sacks by both teams, I like it over five and a half at plus money, uh, plus 105. Uh, 
Greg, I was going to mention to you, there was a college basketball prop on the Eagles total points against Zach Eady, the Purdue center, uh, his points in that Saturday game. I was trying to look up uh, the Purdue opponent is Northwestern, which I find interesting because Wildcats really don't have any bigs who can challenge Edie in that game. And I think that's an interesting prop that you might want to look at. Yep, it is a very interesting one. And for me, it's going to be based a little bit on both sides. For one, this Northwestern defense has went straight down the toilet bowl. I th- mm-hmm. Both of us being lovers of Big Ten basketball, we're going to talk some college basketball on the flip side with you, Matt. I mean, it just feels like year in and year out with Northwestern. They get off to a really nice start for about a lot of cases, about a month and a half. This year was about two and a half months, but we saw with them against Michigan on Thursday, they went straight down the toilet bowl. So I'll probably want to see how <laughs> Northwestern looks in their next game before I fire in on that, because they've honestly done a solid job on defense. Offense has left a little bit of something to be desired, but the bigger concern that I have is with the Eagles offense and how they're going to be able to function, because we've all been talking about the Patrick Mahomes ankle injury. We've seemingly forgotten about Jalen Hurts and his injury because he looked very good in the first half of that game against the Giants. I think a lot of people were just thinking, oh, Jalen Hurts, he's back to normal. But I see some concerns. And even though the Eagles won by as many points as they did against the 49ers, it's not like Jalen Hurts played any sort of a great game. No, he didn't. But at the same the same time, he really didn't have to because the way the game spun out of control uh, from the 49ers' perspective. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't think Hurts looked real good against the 49ers. And uh, the way he's talking, I think he's still got some concerns with the sprained right shoulder. Didn't look to me like he was moving around all that great against San Francisco either, but he had 121 uh, yards passing, and that was it in that game. But, obviously, the Eagles didn't have to put it in the air too much. But, no, when you're handicapping this game, I'm, I'm expecting that Mahomes is going to have most of his receivers back and healthy, and that's not going to be a, a big problem uh, for the Chiefs. But I am a little bit concerned about Jalen Hurts and his shoulder, and that's something that uh, hasn't been talked about a whole lot. Everybody seems to just sweep that under the rug. Well, they won. He's fine. He looks okay. I'm not so sure, you know, what is he going to be when he plays this game, 75% with the shoulder? That's something I, you definitely have to think about. Yep, it is certainly something as well. And when it comes to – the bet timing that you're going to be doing for me. I think that a lot of my bet timing is going to be about like 48 hours before kick. I'm really going to want to let this marinate. And you just mentioned it as well. Just taking a look at the book of props in about 30 seconds or so. What are you going to be doing in terms of timing? Because I feel like this is a sort of game that you want to be taking a little bit more time to evaluate. Yeah. I'm going to bet a few props this weekend, probably tomorrow and this weekend. I usually bet 10 to 15 props on the game. Obviously, fire more uh, probably early next week after I get all this research done because it takes a lot of time just to, to dig up the props you want to play. So, uh, yeah, usually 10 to 15 props on the game, but only a few of those will be this weekend. Yep, I think that that's a really good way to be able to approach it. You want to get the best of the number on some of the props that you like, but with so many injury concerns as well, being able to get a little bit more clarity on that I think is going to be very key. And a key to be able to profit is – Taking a look at things day in and day out. And Matt Humans does a great job of that on the college basketball hardwood. And he's going to be chatting about that with me next here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, well, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Plus, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for all the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the sports betting network. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Matt Humans. He does amazing work with the Bet Prep shows, Friday and Saturday Bet Prep, and the Friday Bet Prep show that is at the same time that you hear the Greg Peterson Experience. So, absolutely tremendous. I believe that, that is on Sports Map Radio as well for all of you listening terrestrially. And Matt, I know that you, much like myself, have been impressed by what we've seen out of the Mountain West this year. and I know that you've got some plays in terms of this Mountain West slate that we've got for Friday. So let's dive in with what is going to be one of the later games, Air Force and Nevada. Nevada is an 11-point favorite with a total of 133. And for Nevada, I've been very, very impressed by the way that they have been playing defense recently. It's something that we didn't see a lot of last year, or frankly, out of Steve Alford teams in general in recent years. But it's an Air Force team that they gave them all that they could handle First time around when they went to Colorado Springs, Nevada did lead that game for double figures for much of it, but they were able to make it close. Air Force was late in that game. What are you taking a look at in this one? You know, it's interesting uh, you say that about Steve Alford teams because I never think defense either. But right now, if you go to Ken Pomeroy's ratings, Nevada is actually 47th in defensive efficiency, which is pretty good uh, for an Alford team. I'm impressed by the length. And uh, the athletes, and actually, especially the free throw shooting of this Nevada team, I've been watching very closely. And um, I like this uh, Wolfpack team. I don't like to spot very much because I was up in Reno a week ago Monday, and, I, and uh, Nevada beat New Mexico 97 94 in two overtimes. The Lobos absolutely uh, choked that game up. They should have won it, they blew it. And, um, then the Wolfpack came down to Vegas, lost the game by six, where I thought they got the worst of the officiating. And then back home last night or two nights ago and uh, beat San Diego State and had a court storming. So Nevada's had two court stormings here in the past uh, week and a half after wins over New Mexico and San Diego State ranked teams. I think this could be a bit of a flat spot. And uh, I took the points. I was on the Bet MGM app. 11 and a half was the number. I took the points with the Falcons. Greg, a couple nights ago, I took Nevada plus, or excuse me, I took Air Force plus nine against Boise, and that was an ugly dog. But hey, that was a 52 to 50 game inside two minutes. And the Falcons only shot four for 24 from three uh, that night. Uh, Falcons also went to Albuquerque and gave the Lobos all they could handle in the game down there. This Air Force team is playing a lot better basketball. Uh, They're they're improving. They've got seven guys who essentially shoot 34% or better from three. I think the Falcons can hang in this, especially if the Wolfpack's a little flat. I took the dog here, catching 11 and a half. I don't, that's about what I made the number. I made the number 10 and a half, so it's not really a play on the number. It's, I think it's a more of a, spot, a good spot for Air Force, too. Yep, I do think that this spot is a little bit tricky for Nevada. I've been very impressed by them, but I see where you're coming from in terms of that spot, and I think that this one is interesting as well because this is a revenge spot 
when it comes to this one. Fresno State and UNLV. UNLV opened up in a lot of places, a 9.5 point favorite. We're seeing it anywhere between 9.5 and, and 10, depending upon where you look. And for UNLV, I think the big key is in that first game, you saw Luis Rodriguez only play 10 minutes. He was out with a little bit of an injury. He returned in the team's most recent game. That was rock solid. And I think that this Fresno State team is worse now that they've pushed Eduardo Andre back to the bench. First time around, he had a big double-double. Ever since Isaiah Morris come back for this Fresno State team, he's had a combined like seven points. And in those two games, Fresno State got destroyed by double figures in both of them, including a really bad loss against Wyoming. I'm not sure how you look at this game, but if Fresno State wants to cover, I think that they need to send Eduardo Andre back out there on the floor because without him, they have not been doing much. Yeah, that's a kind of a curious move by Justin Hudson. Actually, if you look at the Rebels, they get off to a great start. They were 11-1. and one. Then they get into conference play and drop six of the first seven. That team was uh, just in a real funk. Offensively, defensively, everything. Kevin Kruger pushing the wrong buttons. Uh, the Rebels won three in a row, but they beat a depleted Wyoming team. I, like I said, got the best of the whistle against Nevada. And then I did like him against Colorado State. Uh, a couple nights ago, catching three and a half on the road, and the Rebels won that by 12. So they're back on track, playing better basketball. I'm not crazy about this Fresno team, but what, when you watch UNLV Fresno games over the past few years with Hudson as coach, the Bulldogs always give the Rebels all they can handle. And when they met in uh, Fresno on January 21st, that was, a, I think, rock bottom for the Rebels. Uh, they got blown out in the second half and lost that game by 13. I expect UNLV to bounce back and win this game. Harkless has been hot. He's led the Rebels in scoring uh, four games in a row. And like you said, I think Rodriguez is a key guy, too. With him back, that's important. I like the Rebels to win the game, but I think it's uh, going to be a hard-earned hard win because just, Justin Hudson's going to have a good game plan here. I, I took 10.5 with Fresno. Again, I'm looking at the market. Bet MGM's high on that. Circa's only got nine on this game, Greg. Uh, I'm curious why you made that. I'm going to guess you made the number around 10. Yep, I made the number approximately 10. I'm looking at laying the 9 okay. that I've got right now at Circa. To your point, at the 10.5, that would be my absolute bare minimum buy spot on Fresno State. So I think that I've got a little bit more value here with the 9, but certainly it's one of those where you want to be shopping for the best of the number because I could very easily see this game landing 10, and if you lay 9, you get there. If you take the 10.5, you get there as well. And it's the beauty in taking a look at these college basketball lines. And then the other game in the Mountain West, I certainly feel like this is the best one that we're going to be finding. It's a Boise State versus San Diego State game with San Diego State. They're a six and a half point favorite. And this is one that I'm going to be talking about in the final segment because I wrote this game up with Boise State. I think that they're just getting disrespected here. It's a San Diego State team that if you take the name off of them, if you put on their San Jose State, if you throw on there any other name of a Mountain West team, I don't think that this line is six and a half because I think that Boise State honestly does everything that San Diego State does, but they're doing it better right now. I'm not sure how you evaluate this game, but this just feels a little bit disrespectful for Boise State. You know, it's surprising when you look at the Ken Palm numbers of Boise is number nine in the nation in defensive efficiency. And uh, this is a team that's long, can shoot the three, I like this Boise team quite a bit. One reason I bet against the Broncos at Air Force, Greg, is I thought they were going to be looking ahead to the spot against San Diego State and maybe uh, get caught sleeping at the wheel. Uh, Boise, I made this number four, and you know it's a little bit of a, I, I think, uh, 
a little bit of a tricky spot if you're Leon uh, Rice. You you didn't like to see the Aztecs lose on the road at Reno because San Diego State doesn't lose many back-to-back spots. Uh, but the Aztecs, one thing that jumps out to me is uh, their defense is not at the level it's been for several years. Right now they're 36 in defensive efficiency. But Greg, when I watched the game against Reno the other night, pretty much any time Nevada needed a basket, they could get the look they wanted. And that's not what I'm used to seeing from uh, San Diego State. So I don't love the spot here. I kind of lean Boise if you can get six and a half, especially seven. But I haven't played this yet because I want to get seven on this game. And that opener disappeared. As far as the Mountain West tomorrow night, I don't love these plays. I talked about Air Force plus 11 and a half, Fresno plus 10 and a half. Those are just, uh, I would say, kind of half unit plays for me. But I am playing them. And I'll probably play Boise if I can get seven. But we'll see if that number comes back. Aztecs don't lose many back-to-back. You know that, Greg. No, they do not. It's always a little bit of a tricky spot. And, man, we've got about about 75 mm-hmm. or so seconds left. How do you prepare for Saturdays? Because the Friday card is a little bit lesser. I always try to get a jump start on the Saturday card because, as we know, it's like 100 million billion games, and it takes a very long time to take a look through all of them. You're right. I was actually working on it last night. I've made numbers on about, looks like, 28 games for Saturday so far. And I was trying to handicap ahead and see what I was interested in playing. I'll give you one spot I'm probably going to be on. Greg, what do you make the number? Purdue at Indiana. You got Purdue, unanimous number one, 22-1. and one, Going into uh, Bloomington, where the Hoosiers, this is going to be one of the toughest environments any team goes into all season. What do you make the number? I made Purdue a two-point favorite. Okay, on my sheet, it says Purdue minus two. I'm taking the points with uh, Indiana here. I think this is going to be a, a real tough uh, spot for Purdue. Indiana, this is a pretty much the Hoosiers Super Bowl. And uh, I do think Purdue's a better team, but I'm taking the two with the Hoosiers and uh, expecting an upset. Trace Jackson Davis has been phenomenal the past two or three weeks. Trace Jackson and Davis has been phenomenal. Not quite as phenomenal as Matt Humans, though. You do an amazing job with the bet prep shows. You do amazing work over on vcin.com where we're able to see all of your picks as well. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thanks, Greg. And we wrap it up shop on the Greg Peterson experience next by going through my DK Nation pick for this Friday college basketball card right here on vcin, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Next weekend will be the last weekend of football, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for all that you could win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money instantly by playing in our bet rivers squares this football season place ten dollars or more in qualifying bets and you get a square on the house if your numbers match up with the final score of the game you win restrictions on qualifying wagers eligibility bonus and credit use full terms and conditions are available at betriversquares.com it's final segment of the greg peterson experience on vsin the sports betting network a little bit of a programming note if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson experience on vsin.com, watching on YouTube TV, what have you, coming up next is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson experience. If you're listening to the replay, well, follow the money 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern with, with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. That is going to be coming your way. They're going to get you guys set for what is going to be a big weekend in college basketball, the NBA, and taking a look forward to what we're going to be getting in the Super Bowl as well. I don't think that they're going to have anything on the flag football game. I honestly can't find a line on the flag football game as well. And if you are bold enough to find an edge on the flag football game, I certainly do salute you. But that said, we're certainly going to be plenty to be able to make money on that isn't involving flags. And if there is a red flag that you've got, it's on some of these lines that we're seeing in college basketball. So let's try to find you guys some money on these games as we've got my DK Nation right up here in the Mountain West. 883-884 on the betting board. It is Boise State. They hit the road. They're facing off against San Diego State. San Diego State is a six and a half point favorite and your total it is between 133 and 133.5 and, and this is a spot where I set San Diego State as only a two and a half point favorite. Now I will say one of our listeners on this show SMG pointed this out and it is a good point. Marcus Schaefer has been dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, but even if he doesn't go in this game, I would still like the 6.5 with Boise State in this spot. I set my number at 2.5. I'm going to be willing to take the points, and that is going to be my write-up for this game. You've got a Boise State team that has been able to do a rock-solid job all year long on defense. They're in the top 10 nationally. Turns points allowed on a per-possession basis, and 
You've got a really well-rounded team that does a nice job of being able to cut off the three-pointer. It feels like Boise State has sort of emulated what San Diego State does, and now they just are doing it better than San Diego State does because you take a look at this Boise State team. I mentioned their defensive efficiency. Opponents are shooting 27.5% from three-point range on them. That is fifth in all of college basketball. San Diego State, they're more around 30.7%, and that's still solid, but that's more around 43rd for San Diego State. They're still a good team on defense, but it feels like they've taken a little bit of a setback this year, and that's indicated in the numbers. 74th in the country. Turns points a lot on a per possession basis, I will say. Pretty big split home and road. On the road, they're giving up about 15.2 points more per one earned possessions than they are at home. But for Boise State, Tyson Dagenhardt has really been able to step up for the team. 15 points, 5 boards. He hit that big 3 that sent the game to overtime against New Mexico about 2 weeks ago. For San Diego State, you've got Darian Trammell who's been able to team up with Matt Bradley for about 24.5 points per game. But feels like they're both leaving a little bit of something to be desired. And this is just me speaking aloud. It just feels like with San Diego State, every time I watch them, I'm just not impressed. Maybe I'm just a tough critic. Maybe I'm just a little bit used to seeing San Diego State play at a slower tempo. But every time I watch a San Diego State team, I'm like, man, they were better last year when they were playing a little bit more slowly. That's just me, though. But getting back to this Boise State team, I did mention the potential injury to Marcus Shaver. I think he's going to go in this game, but it is certainly something that I'm keeping notes of. He's been able to give the team 14 points, six boards. He gives you four assists. He gives you steal and after game. Doesn't necessarily shoot it well from three, but he's a master of pretty much all trades. So he does a solid job there. But then on top of that, you've got Chuzu Agbo along with Max Rice. They've been able to combine to shoot about 41.5% from three-point range with 25.5 points per game. And it's for a Boise State team that does rank at the top 50 nationally in terms of three-point shooting percentage. San Diego State, they're more around 125th. They've got a guy, Micah Parrish, I like. He's able to bury some threes. And you've had Kashawn J- Johnson be able to step up for the San Diego State team. He's had a double-double in two of the team's last four games. I like what he's bringing to the table. But with his Boise State team, just all in all, they've done a great job with their defense. And a lot of it is in the way that they hit the glass. They are a top-10 team. Naturally, in terms of defensive rebound rate, they allow opponents to get a offensive rebound on just 20.3% of their missed shots. I do think that they're going to be able to win from within, even with Nathan Mensa being able to give you for this San Diego State team right in the neighborhood of about six rebounds per game. And he is a very good on-ball defender. I do think that this number is just frankly disrespectful to a Boise State team that has went 7-0-1 against the spread as an underdog of the season. I do think that they're going to be able to keep it going. So my DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on getting the points with Boise State. And when it comes to the total, got a Boise State team that, once again, playing really solid on defense. They do a nice job of being able to take control and really get their tempo in games as this is a bunch that they are right around 250th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. I do think that you're going to see things slow down in this game. So I am on the under semi-total at a 131 to a 131.5. And my right up here, that is going to be on Boise State. And when it comes to this College Basketball Friday, we do have some interesting games, to say the least. We've hit on quite a few of them, but I do think that we need to pay a little bit of service to this team as it's been fascinating to watch how this Quinnipiac bunch has been able to rise up. And it's the alma mater of the guy that posts up all of our podcasts, Sean, 873-874 on the betting board. You've got the Bobcats of Quinnipiac playing us a Fairfield. The Stags are between a 5 to a 6 point underdog. Your total on this game is 136.5. And 
I have no earthly idea. You've got a Fairfield game and a total north of 135 because this is a Fairfield team that is about as slow as molasses when it comes to their tempo. Among your 363 D1 teams, they rank in the bottom 35 in terms of total possessions per game. And with Fairfield, they're pretty solid on defense. They rank in the top 150 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. So they do a solid job of being able to hold up at the point of attack. But you take a look at this Quinnipiac team, and I feel like they should be a little bit more of a lofty favorite. And honestly, I'm looking to try to do one of these ZK Nation picks one of these days on Quinnipiac because you've got to pay owed to the man that does such great work on this show and Sean. But that said, you take a look at Quinnipiac, and I feel like they should be a little bit closer to an eight-point favorite. I've been really impressed by Paul Otinho, who's been able to give this team about six half rebounds per game down low, has come in from the junior college level. Ike Nikwe is a Columbia transfer who's giving you some nice stretchability. If you've got one trepidation with Quinnipiac, they only shoot about 65 to 66% of the free throw line. They're one of the lesser free throw shooting teams in all of college basketball, but still, they do a really solid job with their backcourt being able to produce. Lucas Coderite is able to give you about three and a half assists per game. You've got someone in Desi Lewis who's been able to do a solid job. He's able to chip in there about 11 points per contest. You've got a lot of good pieces. Matt Blonich is someone that I've been impressed with. And for Fairfield, you've got Supreme Cook, who's got one of the best names in all of college basketball, as he's been able to supply for the team about 13 points, eight rebounds per contest. But I mean, really past that, you don't have anyone else that's able to give you consistently double figures. Caleb Fields has dealt with a little bit of an injury in the backcourt. He is back in the fold. But whenever Caleb Fields is out there, Jake Paxson Wojcik, who was really their top scorer a few seasons ago. Actually, Jake Wojcik, his brother Paxson, actually plays for the Brown Bears. We're going to be seeing in action as well on Friday, but that said, with Mr. Wojcik, he just has not been able to get a lot of scoring going. When Fields was out of the fold, he was back to averaging double figures. It's just not a good blend for this Fairfield team, and they shoot as a collective 28% from three-point range. It's pretty unsightly bad, and they go up against a Quinnipiac team that all of a sudden, it's a top 65 team in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. They've really been able to do a nice job bearing down on defense. They do a good job of being able to rebound by committee. It's a fair field team that just has not been able to show any sort of a pulse on offense. I know that Quinnipiac, they're coming off a of back-to-back 80-plus point performances, but this is also a Quinnipiac team that they do a lot right with regards to their defense as well. So it is a circumstance where I'm going to be willing to lay it with Quinnipiac, set them as an 8-point favorite, and I made my total more around 130 and a half because I do think that Quinnipiac is going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain on this total. I don't think Fairfield's going to win the slowest teams in all of college basketball. So looking at the under, and I'm looking to lay it here with Quinnipiac. And speaking of one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball, 881, 882. We're just going to give this one to you really quick. Niagara, they're going to be playing those Canisius. Canisius, a four to four and a half point underdog. Total on this game is between 131 and 131 half. You've got a Canisius bunch that broke the 66-point plateau twice in the month of January. They're going against a Niagara team that they rank at the bottom 20 in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game. I set my total at 127 as a result, and Noah Thomason is going to be the best player out there on the floor for Niagara. He gives you 18.5 points, 3.7 boards, 3.5 assists, buries 38% of his threes. You've got down low, same Oreo is able to pop 40%. From three-point range, he gives you six rebounds per game. I'm on Niagara. Want to lay up to four and a half with them. And I set my total at 127, diving under. And that leads into a nice college basketball pro tip for our number three. Visa.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. Sometimes a little bit of a fortunate win is a good way to jump off a trend. I was mentioning it with the Marquette 
fortunate win that I got there. Sometimes when you see a very fortunate win go your way, that might be the time to just take your money and stop riding a trend. You always want to ride follow the money though. 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.